Welcome to Xanadu Gallery's Red Dot Podcast. I'm Jason Horsch, owner of Xanadu Gallery, publisher of Red Dot Blog, and your host for this podcast. This is episode 20, and today, an interview with Canadian artist Ashley Ann Clark. Hello, Ashley. How are you today? I'm doing good, Jason. Thanks for having me on your show. It's a uh, it's a real pleasure. And um, for those listening, you may notice a little pause. Ashley is just about as far away as you can get on the North American continent from me. I'm in the southwest uh, United States. And Ashley, tell us where you're located. Um, I live on a small little island in the east coast of Canada. It's called Prince Edward Island. And yeah, it's located in the Maritimes. And it's just um, a small province that you may have not heard of before, but it's a great place to live. You know, Anne of Green Gables, it won't be too unfamiliar, but uh, otherwise, yeah, it's a pretty remote location. Yeah, that's true. Um, Anne is very popular here and lots of people travel here um, because of that book. And give us a little bit of your background. Are you originally from that area? Um, yeah, so I grew up mainly here. Uh, my mother is actually an American, so she's from Kentucky. And we traveled a little bit when I was younger. So I've lived in a few different countries. Um, I grew up a little bit in Thailand as well for a few years. And then after high school, I lived in Norway, South Korea, um, and Montreal. But I've been back on the island now for about four or five years. And I really kind of based my practice out of um, this location. And where did your interest in art come from? Were there other artists in your family? Um, you know, what was the genesis of, of that initial interest in art? Um, well, I think I was always very creative as a child. Um, I did, I made a lot of crafts when I was younger, and I was also outdoors a lot. So a lot of my work does reflect uh, wildlife and wilderness and things that are found in nature. So I think that those things really inspired me from a young age. Um, my parents were both creative. They had different kinds of jobs, but um, they had little creative outlets in their life. So my dad kind of has a hobby of restoring antique cars. And I never really looked at that as being a creative process. But then now that I'm older, I see that it's very similar to an art project, like a lot of the work that he does. And my mother was um, always kind of getting me involved in different artistic practices. And she was involved with a little bit of music in her life. But other than that, there's not really any other visual artists in my family. Visual art. And so um, how did you kind of formally start creating art? What was your education? I went to university in Montreal. I went to the University of Concordia. And I studied art education there. And I also kind of minored in drawing and sculpture. So that was the real turning point in my career when I realized, you know, I really want to kind of work as an artist and I want to make this part of my life. So going to university was like a big step for me. It was very educational. I learned about a lot of different artists and different meanings to symbols and lines and kind of the basic structure of art. So there I was kind of mainly just experimenting with different methods and techniques. I didn't really know what I was going to do at that point. <laughs> but from then on out, I kind of just slowly have transitioned my life into being more of a full-time 
artist now. Yeah. And talk about that transition. What led you to believe that art was something that you could pursue as a profession? When I first graduated university, I ended up just uh, moving to South Korea, teaching English for a while. And I realized, you know, I had taken a lot of courses relating to teaching and working with teaching art mainly. But um, I kind of realized, like, maybe I wasn't ready for that part of my life to unfold. And a lot of um, teaching art within the community kind of forces you to create your own work and your own job. So when I realized I was putting all this work into trying to become an art teacher, I was like, why don't I just try to be an artist? If I'm putting this much work <laughs> into trying to find work, then like I may as well just be making things. So that was kind of like a, an interesting kind of epiphany I had a year or two after I graduated. Talk a little bit about um, the then the development of your style and, and how you honed in on a subject matter and what the evolution of your work has been um, over the course of your career. So if you have seen any of my work, a lot of um, my pieces are um, based around animal life. Um, so I've always had a really strong connection to animals, even as a child. And I've been kind of an advocate for animal rights since high school. So I was always coming back to the question um, for myself, um, why am I making art? And what kind of message am I trying to put out to the world? And the theme of animal just kept coming up over and over. So even though some of my pieces um, may not directly seem like that's the focus of them. I kind of want to portray like the emotional side to animals and the way that we can relate to them, how we can feel the same things they feel and how they are also smart and intellectual and have relationships with each other. Yeah, a lot of my work kind of has that subtly put into it. Um, another part of basically like the materials that I work with, I try to source a lot of materials locally. So I've been inspired by like different lines and colors and formations that kind of occur naturally in nature. So I try to kind of take those little pieces and implement them in my work and kind of showcase the drawings that happen naturally and kind of collage it and mix it with my own handmade drawings. And for listeners, if you are uh, listening to the podcast, some other location than Red.blog, I'd encourage you to hop over to Red.blog where I will post um, images of Ashley's work. You can kind of get a sense of it. And you'll see that um, the, in the work, there's a obviously the, the animals, but they're, they're also handled in a, I'd say, somewhat uh, whimsical way. But, but there's a little bit of a, I would almost call it a sense of mysticism or, or a, as you stated, Ashley. Actually, um, you know, kind of communication between the um, the subjects in in the imagery, and it creates a very interesting dynamic. And what what has the uh, reaction been to your work um, from from viewers? How do they respond to the work? Well, I was I was really surprised when I started selling my work um, how people were reacting to things. I thought that a lot of people would just be kind of like, oh, it's a cute little fox or a cute little deer or something, but. 
a lot of people, it kind of brought up these memories that they had had with different animals or like experience, experiencing a sighting of an animal. Um, I realize a lot of people have like kind of a spiritual connection to animal. Like you may have heard of um, spirit animals before or how people feel like there's one reoccurring animal in their life or that there's an animal that has similar traits to them. So it was kind of interesting. A lot of people would tell me stories about, oh, uh, you know, we saw a fox and their kids like just hanging out by our cottage. They'd be kind of simple stories like that. But then it would kind of stem to, oh, like my father passed away. And then like a few days later, I like witness this eagle or like something like that. And, yeah. and it would kind of like stem like a deeper meaning to them. So like whether that means they would want to keep that piece for themselves or like give it as a message to someone else, it kind of just took on this other connection to the viewer. And that's kind of a something that I, once I realized that I decided, you know, like that's kind of how I want my work to play out. So each piece that I do is like a one of a kind. And I feel like the buyers usually have like some sort of connection to it. So it's always interesting because when I'm making it, I never really know who it's going to touch or like who it's going to reach out to. And it's really fun to kind of see where they all end up like around the world. (laughs) Yeah. And so how did you um, begin getting your artwork out there? Um, Are you showing in galleries? What's been your process for promoting and marketing the work? Initially, I had done like one or two kind of solo exhibits here in Charlottetown. And I also kind of started to get my work online. So I started a website. I sold a few pieces on Etsy and also have been kind of showcasing them on Instagram as well. Um, But I do sell them in different kind of shops and galleries across the Maritimes and a few locations in the States as well. So that's been a a cool way to um, kind of get them out to different places. Uh, I try to do at least one solo exhibit a year, which kind of pushes me to create a body of work or focus on a different aspect of animal life. I am still doing that. There is um, kind of a small artist-run center here in Charlottetown called This Town is Small, and they've really helped me out a lot. They create lots of opportunities for visual artists in the city. They don't have like a an actual space, but they collaborate with a lot of other businesses or a lot of different locations to kind of create space for artists to showcase their work. So working with them has been amazing. I've also been involved in a couple of different arts festivals where I've created some video work and some installation work for those. So it's kind of good to have like a bit of variety mixed in there as well so that I don't kind of get stuck in this one formula of making all my art the same way. (laughs) You raise a couple of interesting questions. I I have the opportunity to um, interact with a number of artists from Canada, and a lot of them wonder, you know, how do I break into the the U.S. market? Uh, They might be showing in in galleries in Canada. So what what was that process like for you? How did you uh, make connections 
and um, start showing in galleries in the U.S. I actually met this one lady who is from a gallery in Chicago about two years ago, and I was at something called like a buyer's market, which is where gallery owners and shop owners kind of go to a location where you set up all your work and they and they meet you and they take a look at your stuff and decide whether they want to um, include it. And she was just there doing a, a talk there. She wasn't really scouting out new art, but. So is this in up, Canada that the buyer's market occurred? Yeah, this was actually in Halifax, which is in Nova Scotia. Okay. So I just kind of met her by chance there and we tried out, I sent a few pieces home with her and they went over well. And then since then, I've sent down a couple of different orders for her gallery there. And because of my connection with that gallery, I was able to have two different features in American Art Collector Magazine, which I think is where you may have where seen Where I saw your work. Yeah, exactly. My work. Yeah. And that was a really great um, chance for me to kind of expose my, my work to the States and the U.S. I've gotten a couple of people kind of more interested in my work because of those articles, which is great. But yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird formula. You don't really know when anything's going to happen and you kind of have to just keep pushing through and then keep working and hope, hope that, you know, you'll cross paths with certain people or make a connection somehow. So shifting gears just a little bit, tell us a little bit about um, your, your work practices. Your, you, how much time are you spending in the studio? Do you consider yourself to be uh, disciplined in your work? What, what, what's your uh, week look like when it comes to, to creating? I usually spend kind of give or take like three to four full days in the studio. And, and then I will like, I'll come in some evenings for a few hours or just kind of pop in here and there. The place that I live right now, it has a very seasonal industry here. So a lot of the summer will be me just kind of creating works for different galleries and shops that are open here just seasonally. So that that time of year, I'm really busy kind of producing for those kind of spots. But then throughout the fall and the winter, I get to kind of step back like reflect on what I'm doing, reassess everything and maybe experiment with some some new things. So it's kind of hard to explain what my schedule is like because it's not really a Monday to Friday job. And I'm not always just like working in the studio. Like sometimes I'm out collecting things in the woods or at the beach. Sometimes I'm writing grants or researching grants. Other times I'm kind of just trying to collect more information and try to imagine new projects. Ashley, I, I think listeners will get a sense that um, you are relatively young. How long have you been at creating your work? I'm 31 right now, and I've been selling my work for about five years, I would say. Yeah. But I have, been, I have been like actively creating for at least 10 the types of drawings that I've been doing the last five years are all kind of linked in style and material. But I have had to kind of work towards that formula by experimenting through other types of drawing and painting and collage. Again, even though you're you're relatively um, early in your career, uh, you know, certainly compared to, to some of the other artists out there, it, it's long enough that you can start to reflect on what's worked for you and what hasn't. And if you could um, 
you know, travel back those five or 10 years and have a conversation with the artist that's just getting launched, what would you tell yourself? What advice would you give yourself starting out? Or what advice would you Um, give to an artist who's, who's just getting launched? Kind of an interesting thing to try and, and think back about what you would have done and what you wouldn't do. Um, I think that someone gave me a really great piece of advice when I was just starting out as trying to make it into like a full-time job. And uh, I basically had asked them, you know, like, do you have any advice for me on how I can do this? And they just basically said, like, if you want to be an artist, then you just need to make art. And like, when you break it down that simply, then it's kind of easy to see. Um, And it's also like a reassuring thing that I've come back to time after time, because you know, you also deal with a lot of rejection as an artist because you're always kind of constantly applying to have shows or applying for grants or applying for projects. And like the first few years, you're just being turned down like over and over and over. So as but I had another friend that kind of came to me with a similar piece of advice. Um, once I was rejected from something that I applied for and they're like you know what if you just keep making art then eventually someday they're gonna have to recognize you (laughs) and they're gonna have to understand that you're doing this for a reason because a lot of a lot of other issues you can kind of come across is you know different organizations or places that kind of jury your work and they say you know you should do this instead or you should change this about what you're doing or you know nobody else really does this you should probably not do this and you kind of have to really like ask yourself it's it's another thing that I learned in art school is like you have to ask yourself why you're doing every little part on on your pieces why are you using these materials why are you choosing to do it this way? You kind of have to have a reason so that you can back your yourself up and so that you can be confident in what you're doing. So yeah, I think that if you're an, a young artist starting out and you're feeling discouraged or you're feeling like everybody else is trying to be an artist, then it's good to remember those things and remember that you know, it is it is a, a journey and it can be a struggle at times, but as long as you just keep pushing forward and keep letting stuff out and keep creating, then then eventually you'll be moving forward. <laughs> Excellent advice. And I think that you've summarized very succinctly kind of what the job is as an artist to, to get in and create. And I, I love that. And as you look to the um, future um, what do you see on your horizon? You know, what are you looking forward to pushing forward into with your career? I'm pretty excited about kind of working on a larger scale as I as I kind of grow my business as an artist, being able to create work that are bigger in scale, basically. But also, I want to um, eventually work with different animal organizations and sanctuaries like around the world, and maybe connect with them to showcase um, different animals and maybe raise awareness for animals that are endangered or threatened, promote them in a way through art. And I'm also just excited about what all the other unpredictable parts of being an artist, not, not really knowing what the next project will be. I am going to do a residency uh, that's just one week long, but I'm doing that 
in about two weeks from now. So I'm kind of looking forward to that, to taking the time away from my regular life and just be spending a one full week to work on art. I do try to do that, you know, in my daily life, but it's often hard to avoid distractions and think about yeah. doing chores or buying buying groceries or spending time with friends. So like devoting just one week to um, creating, I think is it's very important as an artist to take that time because those are the moments when I really kind of have discoveries about what I'm doing. And it helps me later on when I'm writing about my work or when I'm talking about it to know kind of, you know, oh yeah, I realized this a few months ago when I was doing nothing but making art. (laughs) And sometimes it's hard if you're just sitting down in a cafe and you're trying to type it all out and then you're like, I don't really know the answer to these questions. So I think that residencies are are definitely key in an artistic um, career. They can be kind of hard to get at times or they can sometimes cost money, but they're they're super beneficial, I, I find. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, talk to me this morning and uh, thanks for letting us get to know you and your work. It's Ashley Ann Clark. Ashley, um, share your website address for those who are listening. Sure. Yeah, thanks for having me too. Um, It's been really great to be here. Uh, You can find my work on my website at ashleyannclark.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Ashley Ann Clark. Check out my Etsy page. <laughs> awesome. And I will, of course, um, post links to um, both your website and Instagram on the podcast page. So for those of you who are uh, listening today, um, be sure and check that out. And like I say, we'll have some images and uh, contact information there. Uh, thank you so much, Ashley. We'll look forward to uh, keeping up with you and see uh, w- where your future takes you. And thanks to our listeners for joining us as well. You can listen to other podcasts and read art business articles on our website at red.blog.com. Be sure and visit our gallery website as well at xanadugallery.com.